0: Welcome Traveller! You have entered the realm
1: of adventure! Prepare yourself for tales from Beyond the Dice! Welcome back everybody! I am Luke, your Dungeon Master, and with me is... Ben!
0: I play Cortain, the human fighter, Nuetika.
1: Peter!
2: I play Speaks and Denser, your favourite of all the four. Maybe five, if Luke counts as an actual player character. You know? I'm not a real person.
3: <laughs> you are to me, Luke. Is it? Is it me now? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Hey, it's little Moss. I'm an orc monk thing. Yeah, half I think.
4: And I'm Levi. I play uh, the sad cop lowcake. Looking forward to getting in this game. You're it's a cop? sad cop.
0: The sad cop. Sad cop. Yeah. It's like mad. You, you just hey, wait until you see
4: me next this session. Like, cool, I'm dressed up. Is that, <laughs> oh, you nah. it was, Is
0: that like good cop, bad cop, now sad Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the third cop. It's the one you feel sorry for, so you tell them that you committed the crime. I've got like
4: different hats. I just take them off to swap them out and make people like me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put a cop hat on, everyone likes you.
1: All right. So um, blah, 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 what happened previously? It's been a little while. Maybe I should I could summarise
3: it. it for you In a few words
1: Oh yeah Okay yeah You go ahead Go ahead you do I, it. I could summarise it In less charitable words <laughs> Yeah Okay it's Well like,
3: then no, Sorry CAG oh, no, rechar- lets the side down Oh, <laughs> oh. How are you going to be Less charitable
0: than that then?
3: He was I, probably going to swear
0: I really don't have No that was That was, that was brutal <laughs> Succinct Succinct and brutal It was,
3: it was Sorry Luke you go
1: uh, what happened previously was the the team, the mercenaries, our our heroes, if you want to call them that, uh, retrieved a black box. They headed up into the uh, Ultra Dye Towers, uh, Ultra Die Incorporated. They met with Hayashida, and then not long after, a character named Visage popped in the room. Well, that was his code name, or or something. Maybe his real name. We're not too sure. And, uh, after... Well, actually, while debriefing on the mission uh, of collecting the, the drones... Sorry, collecting the drone's black box from the... Not the Meka, but the Yuntang, a criminal syndicate... Um, who had hired a hacker to basically get the information out of the black box. The hacker was then, uh... I guess, counter-hacked and killed through some sort of means which you haven't seen before. It's supposedly impossible or a legend to be able to kill somebody through the network, but it seems like it was done. The team fled back to Ultradire. They spilled the beans on all that situation, and then more beans were spelt, I mean, dropped, scattered, exploded out of a vase um, by... Little Moss, but then mainly Lokag, because Lokag was much <laughs> bigger and louder about it, by asking the question, what helm? You mean the helm of the Undying? Or something of that sort. Which then Visage, who is some sort of executive of Die Incorporated, one of the most powerful um, megacorps in New Etika, threatened everybody and their families if they didn't give up information on the helm, on the helmet of... Uh, the Undying, an incredibly powerful and dangerous artifact which is said to be able to steal the souls from those around it in the vicinity of a city collect it inside the helmet and then repurpose it for uh, extension of life purposes and raising an army of the dead purposes Uh, in where uh, when the information was um diarrhea out of Lokag's mouth by accident <laughs> Cortain was basically like I'm reaching for my pistol shit it's not on me if I had it I would shoot you in the head right now and uh said to make do with the table yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I used the chair leg
1: it's um it kind of rounded up there New Etica, but you are all sitting in an ultra die armoured vehicle. It's been completely blacked out. There is no iconography, no logos or words, anything displayed on this vehicle. It is painted in a matte black, for this is a stealth mission of sorts. The vehicle is large enough to seat 20 personnel and have some, some more soldiers or operatives or whatever standing between the two row of seats that are up against the hull of this flyer now you were each strapped into these chairs they're, they're quite comfortable uh, but they do have these very thick sort of uh belts and mesh straps that are holding you in place a harsh red light is sharply high flight <coughs> sorry sharply, I need a drink of water. Give me one sec.
3: Maybe some vodka. Ah, A harsh,
1: dull red light is sharply, sharply, sharply highlighting your features. Why am I having a problem with the word sharply? What the hell? In this armored personnel carrier, there are a few familiar faces. Hayashida sits wearing full tactical street samurai armor, including an Oni Mengu, a piece of armor that covers the lower section of his face and resembles a traditional depiction of a an Oni, a Japanese demon. You know how samurai sometimes have that, that little mask that covers their nose down to their chin and it's yeah. got like the teeth and stuff. He's wearing one of those. His hair is it's tied like back. like in the Avatar. Like in the... Yes. Yep. Visage. He's sitting there in a completely black suit, swiping and tapping on a holo display directly in front of him. A thin goblin in black robes is strapped silently into a chair. She's wearing a full immersion hackers slicing helmet. She's twitching every now and then. And two bulky navy blue full tactical plated ultra die soldiers. Are at the rear of the hatch ready for anything clutching their rifles tethered to the roof of the flyer. Now Spigs is in one of the seats as well all strapped in. Spigs has been given a mask to cover from his nose and mouth down to his chin and you can just see his beard poking out of the bottom of it. It can magnetically clip into the bottom side of his goggles. Spiggs is there sort of readjusting his goggles and turning sort of the dials on him and stuff to get the right uh, magnification that he needs. Cortain sitting next to him with his helmet on. Now Cortain, did you bring your large armor? Yes, I did. Cool. You have your, um, you know, the helmet that you can just motion and it, it retracts and and, um, and basically builds back around your head with that sort of large collar piece. You're sitting there. Now, your armor, <clears throat> it was like a sort of not mismatch, but sort of different colors. It has been painted to be sort of this matte charcoal color, not completely black, not com- not gray, but this matte charcoal. Little Moss, you were also sitting there. You've been given a headband with this special button clip at the back. So, you know, the sort of a karate headbands that go across your forehead and then tie up at the back.
3: Sick.
1: You've been given one of those. Uh, there, there's a little device at the back of it. When you press the device on the back where the knot of this headband is, that holds it like, you know, tight to your head. This ninja mask flicks down from both sides and covers your mouth. Now, you were given these to hide your identity. Without compromising your bat, um, with your combat ability. At first, Ultra Die were going to give you these full covered masks that have a uh, you know, a heads-up display and the outside is literally just static, like the black and white snow crash of old televisions. But um, you weren't comfortable with them, so they gave you those locate
3: sh- Can I put my shades on?
1: Oh yeah, you can have your shades on as well. yeah. Lokag, you are you don't really need to hide for you haven't been in the media like these other guys. The reason they were given these um, these sort of incognito devices because if there are if there is a crowd of people or if there are you know people that might notice them, it can compromise the mission and ultra die. And the mercenaries. So whether you bring a mask or not is up to you. But you weren't specifically specifically given anything.
4: So I'll jump in on that. So yep. in the inter- in the time between the meeting and now, I've gotten a, a care package from my old mate Yuzuko. So he yep. was my my handler, my um, resource um, acquirer from previously. So he's kind of taken away all my wrestling um, gaudy real fun gear and he has bought me some professional-looking stuff. So, rather than just using a um, car door and a pole out the ground, now I've got some nice black, um, matte black pants. I've got a plasma shield in place of the car door. I've got a professional-looking warhammer, and I've still got a a backpack with um, random gear in it. He's acquired me some... uh, Bounce off the, this, um, Luke. Some Brutix and some Outrun, some, some drugs from back in the day. And I've also got some nice spray cans. I've like, I, I hate shirts. I've sprayed over all my torso. but had like a nice little stencil. So there's black on everything of my torso except for the four letters that say... A-O-T-F Because I'm trying to be professional I'm like a SWAT guy But we don't have SWAT We've got the A-O-T-F <laughs> Alright So Brutix You
1: um, I'll say that you Have two um, <clears throat> Two Vials of Brutix For the inhaler And Outrun You have of These uh, a Little baggy With two pills in there as well so you're all sitting there in this flyer, this transport vehicle, and almost a military vehicle of sorts. It's flying through the air. You can't really hear or see the outside world because it's just completely black out. And there are these red lights that are just very dull. You can just see the outline of each person. The camera zooms in on Cortain's armor. His helmet is on. He presses the button. It flicks off as he's looking across at Hayashida. The camera, turns to face Hayashida, and instead of being in that transport vehicle, they are back in Cortain's apartment at die. The one that you were, you're each given an apartment, Cortain and Hayashida are back there. This is about an hour or so ago. Cortain is there pacing around quite angrily. And Hayashida is sitting in the armchair that he usually sits in when Cortain and Hayashida get together for a drink of sake whiskey and just some conversation about, you know, Darkhaven and Ultra Die and the whole deal. Because they've sort of become, you know, almost like friends. They've got this mutual respect because Hayashida was once a mercenary, Cortain is one. They both sort of are under the thumb of uh, Ultra Die in a sense, and it's Hayashida's job to. Ensure that this mercenary group do what they need to do for Ultra Die and the Salzor Tribunal without breaking the NDA, without causing a catastrophic event which will ruin everyone and most likely the families of the mercenaries involved. But he's sitting there, sipping at a very small cup of sake, which sits on a small glass table between your armchair and his. You're pacing around and Hayashita says, Gortain, I understand how you feel. Can you s- stop for one second? Sit down, please.
0: What What do you mean you, you know how I, how I feel? I've just found out that one, Ultra dies after some terrifying magical artifact. Also found out about uh, body hacking, that that's real, and that also... The executive that we're dealing with is some kind of creature.
1: Look, the body hacking thing is terrifying. The, the helmet, this helmet of the Undying, or whatever it's called, is terrifying. I didn't think any of those sort of things really existed. I I've seen ancient magical artifacts before, but it's just been a katana or... A gauntlet. Nothing... Uh... Nothing... Catastrophic like like the helmet could be. As for Visage... All I know about him is that he... He's from Darkhaven. He grew up there. He came from nothing. But for... What he is... I... I don't know. I don't understand. When I first met him, I knew something was off, but nobody around here wants to answer my questions, and then I stopped asking them. Because when questions go unanswered here, it means it's classified, or you don't ask the question. Now, I don't want you to go uh, too hard on this Lokag. From what we can see, he's just a pit fighter... Hasn't even done that much murk Jobs around in New Etica or Darkhaven And I don't expect He's the most intelligent fellow This is nothing Against him but He just let something slip And unfortunately It was at the wrong time
0: Cortain Sits down grabs his scotch, which is half, you know, from, from his half drunk glass on the table. And just sinks back into the chair. You know, just 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 ex- exhausted. Um, I mean he. low locag wasn't to know how bad things were going to turn out for him slipping up. But... But... Hoshida, you... Thank you for what you did. And... If... In some way, it's a repayment for you... Saving... Not just my family, but... But that of Spigs... Then I'll... I'll play nice with with Lokag. I'll let this one slide, because if that if that's what you want.
1: I think it'll be I think it'll be good for uh for you. Lokag and the mission. I wouldn't have allowed him to join the team if I didn't feel that there was some sort of advantage that he would give us in this. And look, Visage said those things. He might mean them, but he... I don't know if he's a monster. Because I i, I never knew this until recently. And it was only me asking questions about why it was approved, but Visage... He was the one who approved the donation of the tactical gear, the swords, the weapons, the armor, the the firearms for the swords of Darkhaven. He approved it. I went and checked his signature is on the document. And I think it's because I think it's because he came from Darkhaven and he does want to see it a better place. He might be looking for the helmet for nefarious means I don't know but if he can approve everything that you asked for to arm your army to protect Darkhaven at citizens then there's got to be some good in him so maybe maybe he wants I don't know maybe he wants to lock it away the helmet maybe he wants to keep it Locked away so nobody can ever get to it.
0: Maybe, or perhaps... Him... Giving us the equipment is part of some other nefarious purpose. His first reaction when we refused to answer was not, Hey, I did this for you, you can level with me. It was, if you don't do this, I will kill your family. So you say that he might not be a monster. You don't know. But whether or not he's... humanoid, or, you know, an elf, a dwarf, an orc, or, or something else. Something else more nefarious. He, he acts like a monster.
1: Cortain, there... There have been a lot of times in my life that I could be considered a monster before working for the sellsword tribunal I was a mercenary you know that for many years I was a street samurai sometimes not even working for corporations but individuals I was a hired gun to defend people to kill people and I have killed people but to become a mercenary It wasn't as simple as filling out the paperwork. I couldn't, I was not allowed to. Cortain, I, I was Gesuto Mecca. My family were born into it. My fathers were lieutenants in the Gesuto, my uncles, my brothers, both of them, Gesuto Mecca, my cousins. And I did work for them. I went out on the streets and I bullied and I went, I went into businesses and if they didn't pay up, I took their heads off their bodies. I did bad things, got and you know, I live with it every day. Uh. Your, I...
0: pa- your past, Hushida, is doesn't doesn't affect what you've done to today, the person that you've become. But can you tell me? Would you today threaten the innocent family of someone? The man, the man you've become, not the person that you grew up as not what you were born into but the person you chose to become would you threaten children
1: I can't I I don't know if I can honestly answer that because let me just let me preface it with this Say... This Doctor Lazarus or whatever he's... Yes, Lazarus I believe it was. He has the helmet. And he's going to give it to me... If... I kill... An innocent family. And if I do not... He is going to use the helmet... To take out a portion of the city... And control them for his own means. Do you think it's wrong that I kill that family to secure the helmet so I can save millions of people? I I don't know if I could do that then and there, but it's something that we might have to consider. That maybe we will have to kill kill an innocent to secure the lives of millions of innocents. Is that okay? What if there is no other way? If I'm forced to do such a thing... And if there is no other way to protect them, I might do it. I I, I don't know. Could you?
0: What you... You're describing a reluctant decision, but what Visage said sounded like he would take pleasure out of it that he would not simply do what had to be done, but that he would grind us into the dust for the simple act of defiance. Not because he was making a hard choice between the life of one or the life of a thousand, but because we defied
1: him. It's true, but... He might see it the same way I do, I'm not sure. If I speak to him, maybe I can, uh, maybe I can determine what he means and what he wants. I just don't like to think that people are monsters straight away, because I like to think that maybe I've stopped being a monster. And I can make the right decision wherein it counts.
0: I think you have stopped being a monster, my friend, but some people can decide to become monsters. Do you think this Dr. Lazarus, that he's what he's doing, do you think that's monstrous?
1: I don't know. I don't know what he's truly doing. Meshing corpse and cybernetics to bring it back to life with incredible strength seems dangerous, seems dark, but (sighs) once again, it seems like a monstrous feat, but what if he's doing it for good? Though the creature's first instinct was to kill the first group of people that it found. So I'm... I'm unsure what I can. What I can believe. What I think the thing was created for.
0: This mission. Uh, are we able to speak. Right now, are we able to speak. candidly?
1: He shakes his head. And we will cut to. Spigs. You are. In the equipment room, you're tinkering with your lead belcher, just cleaning the barrel out, um, getting it into its sort of functioning form, its tip-top shape, making sure there's no carbon, no dirt, no dust on the weapon. When your communicator begins to call and you flip, you pull your cog- your goggles down and you see that it's glissed. Hey, what's going on? Spigston! Ah, uh, look, I've been telling them that you're quite busy with, uh, I, I, I just said publicity stuff. But the Forge Fathers, they've been coming in uh, for the last two days trying to, um, trying to have a conversation. The only thing that they'll tell me is they're thinking about reinstating you in the guild. They really want you, and I know that you've talked to me before about... The fact that maybe they only want you because of the hall fame thing, but Spigs, we, this might be a free ride for us. I look, I love the shop, I love running the store, I love making things with you, and having them go out there in the world for people to use to 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 make their lives easier and better, and and uh, to you know for fun. I love it, but the Forge Fathers can almost guarantee us that that Razor that the Gleam they won't have to worry about anything ever again they they could get jobs with the Forge they don't have to go searching around and doing cleaning jobs like, a, like like or factory work like you and I did back in the day they could have a good start like now I'm not saying that we haven't given them one but a better one look
2: uh I know I let my pride get in front of things and it, it works me up, but this is, this is our dream, list. I, am, I need to sit down with them and see what they're offering, but anything's better than risking, I guess, my life and where we're currently going. With our lives. <laughs> you... I'd, I'd hoped maybe that uh, the fame had given us more money, but it's still not enough to get us out of here.
1: I guess fame is a fickle thing. Are, Are you going somewhere dangerous? Always. Well, um up to you if you want to call them now the Forge Fathers if you want to call them do it before you go if you need time to think that that's fine but just make sure nothing happens Spix come back wherever you're going I don't want to I don't want to come to Ultradire searching for you and then tell me that That you're missing or worse
2: I'll do my best and these guys may be a bit rough but I trust
1: them with my life so yeah that little moss is a strange (laughs) strange boy but I mean he did help with the shop that time those kids were trying to smash up the place and you caught them stealing. And, you know, he might he might have gone off the rails lately, like the newspapers say, but. I guess you just gotta have hope. And if you two stick together, I think you'll be okay.
2: Yeah, we'll be fine. Plus, we got. more backing than that. Okay. But yeah, I brought, uh. I'm not sure I saw I'm sending Wolfie on this mission as well. It's going to be pretty heavy, I think. He's going to need he, him.
1: He did break through the back door of the of the shop, out into the alleyway. I, I was just, you know, G- Gleam and I have been repairing it for the last couple hours. I wonder where he was going, but I assumed that you had called him. Um, maybe be- when you do get back, we make some... We make a doggy door if it's possible, maybe.
2: (laughs) Or maybe a smaller one.
1: Maybe. I've kind of I kind of like him. I didn't want to tell you that, but he's
2: grown on me. As new to me. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, I love you. Listen, I'll I'll ring them. I'll ring them. I need find out what they're offering.
1: Okay, you take for us. You take care, my Spixton. She hangs up. Call them.
2: So, yeah, so Spixton then goes through his address book, online address book, and dolls <coughs> in the uh, his forge father contact. It's been like call after miscall.
0: Spigston Denser
1: It has been quite a while. Why are you calling us now after all this time? We've been in your shop, we've been talking to your wife. You've been dodging our calls. Is your look, fame and your head too large that you deny the forge father's calling? Look. Oh, uh, it
2: was before. But now I come willingly. To see what you offer.
1: What I will is- not give you a propositional offer across this line. We want to meet. We it will went- bring you in with a board of the other elders of the Forge Fathers. We will seat and we'll drink and we will discuss your future with us. You built something quite remarkable last you were with us. The Ant. We've seen you on the net, on the networks, on the television shows. We've seen your legs. You like my legs? (laughs) They could be streamlined. You could could have created ones that were a little... uh, a little less clunky, but I know where they came from. They came from the ant. The ant is what we are very interested in. There have been rumors that you've built something else quite large, something canine. We're interested in this as well. Please come meet with us this evening. If it is all possible. Um, so
2: this is like in the middle of the, uh, while we're flying, or is this like
1: prior to the, on the mission? It's like a a little flashback to basically Uh, around an hour beforehand. So you're basically just suiting up before you get in that flyer and going out on the mission. Uh, uh, this, this evening's I've got, um, I've got a
2: job to do and it can't be canceled. So are we able I can't make it this, this time. Can we do it there another night?
1: Very well, three days from now, you meet us at the hall of the Forge Fathers in Broadside. We shall discuss your future with us and our future with you, but Spigston, if you miss this meeting, if you dodge this meeting, do not expect to call from the Forge Fathers again. Understood. Stay strong, Spigs, Denser. Stay strong. And he hangs up. Locag and Little Moss, you were asked by your high to stay in that meeting room that you were all in when Cortain and Spigs left. Hayashida left as well. Visage sits across from you.
3: What's up?
1: He's just staring at you for a little while. I'm returning
4: the stare.
3: This is making even me feel uncomfortable. <sighs> Listen,
4: boys.
1: the helm this helmet of the undying you both mentioned it during our interview and it worries me that you will mention it again it's something you don't want to talk about only unless
4: you know nobody is listening I I start stupidly miming that, like, my lips are sealed with, like, zippers and whatnot, sewing thread.
3: I don't know what you're talking about, wink. I just say wink and I don't actually
1: (laughs) wink. (sighs) Okay. I didn't things would be this crude but your friend Cortain is very very mad with you I'm guessing you can tell that he's incredibly yeah. mad with you. Mostly yeah he wouldn't put he wouldn't locate. put his hands in no yes. he wouldn't now. Rude. Very rude his anger is justified luckily for you the helm The information that you've given me about the Helm of the Undying undying, has not fallen on the ears of Ultraday. Neither is this conversation. I will have the footage of this interrogation altered. Ultraday cannot learn about this helmet. For there are people in power far above me and I understand what this helmet means for New Etika if it falls into the wrong hands.
3: What's, um... What? I thought you work for Ultraday. So isn't, like, us telling you just telling UltraDye, Or am I missing something? I didn't hear you say anything about
1: um the helm of the undying all i heard was that you didn't know how that creature could have been reanimated
4: at all through this oh. conversation i've shut up and i'm like i've got like seven crits in a row to um get my uh, constitution and like keep myself in check um there's a smile that's coming in my eyes but my face is beside that deadpan I'm, I'm super happy but cool yeah nah that sounds good Anya very well there so- are people in
1: this city if they heard that the helm of the undying was here in the city they would collect it for their own uses cannot have that happen artifacts like that need to be stored away, locked away buried and forgotten for all eternity because those sort of artifacts that still hold that sort of magical or arcane power and are are still strong to this day are incredibly dangerous They don't need cybernetics or augments to tap into the realm of the arcane to channel magic.
4: Yep, nah, mate. Uh, They are just
1: inherently magic. So we must keep it...
4: Shh. Yeah, and just, like, don't tell us more information because I'd rather not keep my mouth shut every day. I thought you understood these things, Lokak. Mm, Yeah,
3: so did I. I just mentioned a helm. It could have been the helm of the living. I like elbow you in the ribs at that stage. Ow. Why did you elbow me in the ribs, you idiot? And then I
4: glare at you and then sew okay. my lips okay. shut again.
3: Okay, like did you oh, actually no, no. sew uh, your lips shut? Metaphorically,
4: I don't have any throwing I'm sewing three needles. Okay.
1: Visage <laughs> taps on the table to get your attention as you guys are looking at each other. Ah, uh, the both of you may tell your party that the conversation we just had is secret, not even die heard. They're going to hear an altered version of the ter- interrogation. Now do not tell them until you are far, far from Ultradie. Vehicles Buildings Installations And People Are we clear?
3: Yeah I'll just aim out It's cool
1: (laughs) I just nod yeah Very well Now the both of you go and suit up I'm going to be getting a flyer We will bring it down to The operations landing pad From there we will disembark towards lower etica to the scene where we s- viewed that footage of that uh, that creature that we suppose Dr. Lazarus has created thank you for your time gentlemen he picks up his little uh, comm slate and his little briefcase that he had when he walked in he tucks the tablet under his arm he leaves the room the doors stay open Section 16-Delta in the lower Edica region. This ultradie lander flies and lands in the area where the drone went down, where the footage of the creature was captured. It lands slowly and softly on the concrete ground, and the two soldiers at the end of the flyer, unclip their tethers point their rifles as the back door of this flyer sort of drops down with on hydraulics to rest on the ground they slowly move out of the back of this vehicle checking all directions rifles pointing and then they make a motion to visage that the area is clear one of them stands at the entrance of the or the exit of the flyer and is overwatch. He's looking around, keeping an eye on all directions of the warehouses and small buildings around. The other, he's walking around, looking around the place and you see him throw his rifle about half a meter to his right and a thin cybernetic arm flicks out of his right shoulder blade and catches the rifle and holds it sort of um, horizontally ready for him to grab if he needs it. He pulls out some binocular-like device from his uh, sort of his side and a silver tube and he starts scanning the area with binoculars with these binocular-like things. Hayashita unclips himself from his seat and he stands up, walks he walked, makes his way through the flyer and says, come on guys, let's see what we can find. You all unclip head out of this flyer. Now, you guys begin searching the place, searching the scene, the area. There's the trucks, um, the car, one of the cars is still left there because it's quite a extensive amount of damage done to it. But the other cars that were around looks like they've been stolen. Um, can I get all of you to roll 1d6 for me? What's a D6?
4: I got a 1. That means I'm the best, right?
2: 5.
1: 4.
4: 1! Yeah!
1: Okay. Little Moss, you go and run up the side of one of the trucks that's there. That the, um... That the, the syndicate members, the gangsters were basically trying to steal from and you're just like looking around the place Lokag you walk up to the damaged car and you like open the door and look around looking for some sort of maybe clues or whatever now Spigs and Cortain who who got the five I got the five. And Spigs and Cortain you got the four right alright so Spigs you're, you're sort of um looking at the ground and in a puddle you see a reflection of a figure that you have not seen for quite a while you've heard rumor about it um, and Cortain, you have seen it one time when you were out sort of patrolling the streets when the swords of dark Haven were being founded it's the displacer she ah. is standing what a beast by this um like this this large Garbage disposal compactor unit near with one of these old warehouses, and she looks out, and you see her motion to come towards you, Spigs, and then Cortain, you notice Spigs, like you know, like sort of um, putting like putting his head forward, and putting his goggles down, being like, like you know, trying to examine something closer, and then you look over in the direction, and you see the displacer, and then she motions again for both of you to come over. And then she hides back behind the garbage disposal thing.
0: I go and check out the garbage disposal.
1: I follow her. Hayashida's is looking around. He's um, standing next to the soldier. And they are at the center of the scene where there's big pools of like washed out but dried up bloodstains. You both make your way over towards this dumpster unit. And the displaces there. Hiding like in the shadows, her tattered cloak is even more tattered and burnt on the edges. Her armor doesn't look new and fresh anymore. It's got scratches, bullet um, sort of ho- not holes but marks like the bullets have been have just you know sh- you know struck the armor. Um, it's scraped, looks a little a little bit worse for wear. And she says, "Hello again." Why are you out in this area?
2: Come,
0: monster hunting.
1: Monster hunting.
0: I, I, speak. So I don't think. I think this is the time we take a page out of Lokag's book. That's uh, none of your business, and I'd thank you not to, not to ask again. I say with a smile. I was gonna say she's the monster, but whatever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. I I didn't get
1: that. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, just quickly, what you know and what you've heard of the Displacer is basically a vigilante. She goes around trying to fuck up the uh, cr- criminal syndicates in Darkhaven. Uh, she hasn't been seen for uh, like two weeks in Darkhaven. It's said that she's been sighted in Lower Edica, um, which is the, the you know the warehouse industrial district, sort of all pushed into to the uh, the, the western side of new Etika Um, but she basically fights crime doesn't arrest people generally just kills them um, and then destroys all of the computer systems everything that they have she just basically tries to make a mess of things for the uh, criminal, criminal syndicates that's what you know of her to you saying basically mind your own business she says monster hunting hey nice job with the swords, by the way. Little bit of a um, more valuable, valuable approach than what the Aegis had. Didn't really do much for the for uh, for us citizens, did they? You on, uh, and your new organization. Maybe sh- we can that, uh, we can work with I... each other in the future.
0: At, at her dissing of the Aegis, I grab. Volten grabs the the hilt of his Speaks puts an arm on Volten's shoulder.
2: Hey, hey. Oh, uh, what a crimson out here. Skuffaffen.
1: Well, since I noticed that your friend here has his little organization out dispatching the criminals of uh, of Darkhaven ruining small gangs, and fooling the plans of the big ones, I thought it's a good time to start cutting the head off the snake. See, I stopped working in Darkhaven because I thought, huh, a lot of the weaponry gets made out here in Lower Etika. A lot of the weapons get stolen on their way to Darkhaven. What if I remove the fangs of the Yuntang, and the blades of the gsutemecha and the guns of the boneheads by coming here, interrupting their gun deals and destroying the weaponry before it gets to Darkhaven? Huh, why didn't somebody think of that before? I've been doing this for what, not even a year? And I've come up, and I've come up with such a great plan. Um. Anyway, that aside, speaks. Spix- you said monster. Are you talking about that strange limpy cyborg thing?
2: What a cyborg limpy. Th- you talking about me? Mm.
4: Good.
1: Um. I, c- I could be thinking. I could be talking about you, but no, so I was on patrol, not didn't not think
2: too I, a, I didn't think I had a limp
1: mm, you, you don't, but it's it's kind of like a chicken walk, anyway um, not far from here I found some lurkers you know, the homeless, that sort of try and ambush people in the alleyways and take their shit, or scavenge things and pull cars apart for parts and sell them you know that sort of thing when i found their bodies torn to pieces i followed the trail of blood it took me towards this strange creature this hunch sort of limping cyborg thing smelt bad like smelt really bad i tried to conf- i tried to confront it you know the whole S- halt sort of thing and uh, it kicked me and i went fucking flying i slammed into a car it almost knocked me out the thing is strong really strong and so i chased it and i found it's uh it's bleeding something it's kind of like blood but it's not blood it's like this greeny blacky stuff anyway i followed it and i found i saw it climbing into this old uh like an old sewer hole like a like a like a big drain pipe thing and on the like the the edge of Lower Etica in the old abandoned section. That's a if if you if you're looking to kill monsters, that thing is definitely a monster. And um, I mean,
2: you're, you're I'm, I'm happy. You're offering a price on its head, or
1: uh, no? If I Wait. see it again, I will try and take it out. But look, I've got I've got bigger things to focus on right now. I don't want to be running through some sewer system chasing some fucking crazy cyborg, dude. I need to be focusing on cutting the head off the snake.
2: Uh, uh, I can can tell you
1: where the sewer is if you like, and then you can do your uh, monster hunting thing. Uh, Cortain
0: Cortain looks around. Has has the rest of the party... Like, are they, are they in danger of kind of being discovered having this chat right now?
4: I found a car so, door. I'm really checking out that car door. Like, oh, look at those hinges. I wonder how I could take this off. Hmm, wonder if the bad guy actually used this car door. Oh, wonder about these things.
1: Everyone is searching around. Um, the only person who is properly, like, not, who's actively not searching is the soldier at the end of the uh, flyer sort of like, you know, on Overwatch watching the whole area he's, you know, walking around the flyer and then stopping at the sort of the 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 uh, entrance exit of the back of it um, I rolled for him he is looking in a completely other direction nobody else notices that you're over there
0: speaks yeah Why are we here in secret? We should, should, we should probably just tell the rest of the rest of the gang.
4: The other gang's idiots. (laughs) There's a voice in your head.
0: (laughs) We should probably tell the rest of the gang, except for Locke.
4: Are you
1: saying this out loud?
0: I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking to Spix. That that, that last part was, was more, was more in jest. Yes. Okay. More specific than look, the whole gang is idiots. So. We'll let you um, in on, on what we're doing.
1: I would rather not have those soldiers um, near me. Don't want to deal with them. They look corp. Don't want to deal with corps. Corps are no good. I would rather just pass off any information to you. I'm going to fuck off, do my thing. Because you're now wasting my time. Do you want to know where this thing went? Or do you want F- me just to leave? Fine, just
0: just tell us, tell us where it is.
1: Okay, hold on. She holds, she like sort of um puts her arm out and taps along this like very thin screen that doesn't even look like it's on the underside of her arm where her wrist is. And then she swipes in the air. You can't see anything. But she probably has a holovision or some like augmented reality in this... Uh, this panther-like helmet that she's got on with this big glass visor where her face would be. And she ejects this little card, a data card. It's all on here if you want it. She passes it to Spigs. Thank you. Now, if you will, I'm going to... Back off slowly, Cortain. You can stop holding your She points to your uh, groin area, and I'm going to go and kill some criminals. Is that okay with you? She's looking at you in the eyes. Cortain.
0: did she point at my sword or my crotch? Yeah, did she is this,
1: is this that, Peter's, that...
0: Peter's pants or he got erection?
1: she was kind of hinting at like oh uh, you grab your sword you grab you know you're grabbing your big you know uh, I'm, I'm the man with the sword you know she was sort of mentioning that like uh yeah okay. you know little play on like you're a big man i get it sort of thing uh she's backing away slowly and then she sees your um on your side where you have your revolver she's like nice revolver by the way As she flicks out hers and like does like one of those cowboy spins with her her um, her silver revolver with the white pearl grip, and then she tucks it back away.
0: If if you get tired of working on your own, just just don't. Whoever you are, you maybe go and join the Blades of Darkhaven. Obviously, know what you're doing.
1: Like I said, Cottain, besides your uh, personality defects, I think we would get along. We have very, s- very similar concepts of how criminals should be dealt with.
0: So you mean you mean, the, you mean personality flaw of not being able to handle jerks?
1: Yes, exactly. And then she dashes off into the warehouse
4: way darkness. back at the car door, Lokag is there with a the measuring tape going, oh, this one's pretty big. Oh, this <laughs> one's a bit bigger. Oh, a couple of inches bigger
0: there. <laughs> Spik's
2: just side notes to Courtney, like, was she, was she like, were you
0: into her? Like, is she into you? I
2: don't know what's going on.
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's go back and talk to the rest of the guys. <laughs>
1: Yep. As you guys are walking back over, Hayashida waves towards you guys when you're about halfway back from where you were. And he's like he yells out, "We We found some DNA. Uh we can try and track it from here. But it's it's going to be difficult cuz the um the tracking device has to be held close to the ground where the DNA would be." I've got uh,
2: some more information and speaks Broadcast to the team, like uploads the chip and then loads all the data from Phaser Beast to the rest of the team.
1: Visage chimes in and she gives you data of like some footage that her helmet had captured when it attacked her and her following it and then like you know the location, the actual like uh, video of it climbing into the tunnel over this large door that looks like has been. Cut off or whatever. Um, and then, like, the actual GPS location. Very good, Spixton. Fantastic. Look, I'm not going to ask you where you got your information from because sources, they are very incredibly hard to come by and I like them to be secret.
2: I just found it in the trash dump over
1: there. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, everyone back in. We're going to go. Hayashida yells out. You all climb back into the flyer. It takes off and flies to the edge of Lower Etika. It sort of dives under the large plates and sections that are built on top of and over the top of Lower Etika to give more ground and space for building different types of factories and stuff like that. So you fly through and past these large sort of uh, industrial archways and pylons and uh columns that are holding up big plates which have their own factories and warehouses and small buildings and stuff on top of it deeper down to this side of lower Etica, which is near the wall between a few of the older districts it lands this the flyer it lands the door opens up and the doorway is facing this large entrance or this large sewer tunnel and you see this large tunnel it's about 22 foot in diameter and it isn't overflowing with water like you have seen in other parts of dark haven it's just trickling out some musty browny green Water. And the two tax soldiers storm out once again, rifles pointing, checking all angles in a very precise pattern, and then once again, the hand motion to signal that it's all clear. Now, Visage, in his black suit, exits his seat, pulls up a silver equipment case, and walks out to the rear of the vehicle. This flyer turns to you all as you're unbuckling, and he says, Wexer, as he points to that small goblin that has yet to speak. The pilot, my my two TAC units, will be waiting here. We will run the operation from this vehicle, and I want you to use this. He opens the case, and inside the de- is a uh, handheld device. It's resting in black foam that's been cut out to fit this device. has a pistol-like grip, and there are, uh, there's a square screen on a boxy head of the device. A few buttons and dials are placed to the right of the screen. The device is yellow and silver, and the screen is a dark blue with electric blue lines displaying about 30 feet in front of the device in a very sort of rudimentary line drawing sort of, uh, you know, like for example, if you three dimensional uh, with depth, but just very simple outlines of the structure. So he points it at the, uh, the, what do you call it? at the sewer tunnel, and it shows a circle and the walkway, this the the few construction devices and stuff in front of this large opening. And then he shows you guys. And on top of the device, there is this little one by one inch cylindrical vial clicked into it. Visage takes out the device and he says, This is called <sighs> a bio trace detection device. Our R&D engineers love to call it the BTD device, but I just like to call it the detector. We've loaded that? up a B- sample.
2: BTD.
1: Yes, but we'll call it the detector <laughs> for for easy of for to make it easy. We've loaded up a sample of the creature that we found at the at the crash site. You click the button here. He points, and it will trace any DNA or biochemical evidence which which it has been calibrated to. The vial on top is the necrotic tissue left by the creature that one of my soldiers found, so do not break the glass vial, or you'll have to find more evidence to calibrate the device to. The battery should last about 12 hours. Puts it back in the case, clips it shut, puts it on an empty seat at the end. Now, Hayashida has asked to go on this mission with you all. Usually, he would not go on any missions, but I have agreed. No one has a, has charted these tunnels for around 120 something years since it was deemed unsafe and inequitable to repair by the Yumagata Industries company. He is your backup. He cannot lead this mission due to his contract between Die and the Salsor Tribunal, and he needs to remain as impartial to Ultraday interests as he can, or all of us will be in huge trouble. He turns his head, raises his eyebrow, and nods towards Hayashida. Now, I suggest you keep that detector on you at all times unless things get rough then the case should take a bullet or two but it isn't indestructible so don't use it as a shield or anything because that tech is far more valuable than your life at this point in time
2: uh in terms of backup i got something coming on the way is that all right
1: yes as long as it's here soon because i would rather have this mission go on as planned on time as he's saying that, you hear the booming sounds. Not not like a Godzilla booming sound, but still pretty heavy thunks of what sounds like steel on cement as into the scene and knocking over a few of these large orange plastic construction barriers is wolfy. And it's like fake panting. And it like shakes its head as it, as it um, stops running and it just sits down and um, is looking at you spigs, it sort of cocks its head to the right. Now when I said it knocked over one of the old plastic construction barriers, you see a few of them laying about the place, a few have been crushed by this huge steel door and other, others have been scattered around the, uh, the area. The one that's been knocked over by Wolfie is sort of bleeding out this sand that gives us this weight. Old construction machinery rests like yellow skeletons, like covered in like dirty orange rust, and their parts have been stripped decades ago by scavengers or lurkers. And this huge round steel door lays over this scaffolding that that sort of reaches to the entrance of the sewer and stretches out on the ground. Its hinges broken and twisted, and some of the old construction signs read, Danger, Unstable Structure. Do not enter. The corners of the yellow painted signs are rusted and covered in goopy, lichen-like growth. You'll unclip. Start to make your way out of the vehicle. You guys notice that the water that is running out of the large tunnel is dribbling down into the dark, deep recess that in most areas of New Etiquir is usually filled with rushing water which is being spirited away to a hydro plant to be cleaned and repurposed. But this water is probably stagnant because it smells off. It smells musty and smelly like the lowest most poverty stricken areas of Darkhaven. And you hear these little pop and mechanical whirring sounds as you look over your shoulder and all of these turrets pop out from various locations across this armoured flyer and begin to scan the area in a 360 degree pattern. The little goblin she rolls out in this chair that she's strapped into. It's got wheels on it and unmoving she says to you in in your communicators your communication is linked to us. We do not have a layout schematic of these sewer systems. They are very old and lead to some of the oldest parts of the city. Yabaguta Industries do not have the blueprints available for requisition at this time. But as you travel, we will generate our own map for future reference for your return. If you need any assistance with computer systems, I will perform the slicing. Contact me. Visage then says, now, if you all come across intelligent creatures of some sort that may have information on Dr. Lazarus or his practices, please do not kill them. Ultradi wishes to find the doctor. And if you do find him, bring him in alive.
4: Okay. Okay. Anything else before you guys head in? Uh, Lokak just has a little rage at that, about not killing people. He was psyched <laughs> up, and now you can't. Come on, man. God. He throws weapons out. So just, don't need this. Don't need that. Nah, nothing else. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold hold on. Don't throw your weapons to the ground. You're going to need
1: them in there. There are probably beasts and creatures of all sorts in those tunnels. What I'm saying is... If you meet a... Yes, if you meet a person like me in there who seems to be working or might be working or, or know of Dr. Lazarus, don't kill them. If you find a creature that... Is a beast and just wants to eat you or mate with you ferociously or something horrible, then yes, kill them for all, for all I care. Alright, yep. Just please.
4: Mine on the job. Got it.
3: Thank you. I, I, put, I put my hand up. Yes, little loss, yes. Um, sorry. H- what? Who's? Did you say Dr. Lazarus? 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 Lazarus. Yes, we. He's the guy that is looking for
4: the. Yeah, and I motion oh, hand sign oh. again.
3: Wink, wink. I just say the word wink.
4: Yes, we believe
1: that that creature was designed and created by Doctor Lazarus.
4: Maybe before or it busted out of the shed and killed some people. Killed these. uh
1: Yes, we goons.
4: He was assumed dead.
1: We found, his, well, we found pieces of him all over his old laboratory when he was
3: working for us. So he's probably not coming back.
4: Nah, his name's like a joke. His mum and dad are like, Oi, this kid's <laughs> never going to die. Let's call him Lazarus. <laughs> well, that's kind of
1: where he got his name in a sense. He was always trying to fiddle with death.
3: He's saying his parents could see the future. That's mm. pretty cool. His name is not
1: originally Dr. Let's
3: <sighs> Oh. It's like me being called Dr. Doctor and my parents knew I was going to become a physician of some sort.
4: Yes. Maybe it's a handle. Like, it could be a Hi-ish-
1: handle. Hi-, Hi, Ishida. Can you please get them going now, please? And Visage is rubbing his forehead like a face palm At, at the
0: you know displeasure and his, the visual cues contain... Turns back on his external audio input.
3: I wonder if my parents thought I'd be actual moss. <laughs>
0: <coughs> they did, but they thought you would just be little, the little yeah. kind of
3: moss.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, let's let's go in. Cortain pulls out his revolver,
1: loads it up. Who is taking the detector?
4: Shot not.
2: Hey Spigs, can we can, we, can Spigs like? Strap it on to Wolfie.
1: No, you need to hold hold it and That's point a terrible it in the, idea. In the yeah,
3: direction it's... to follow it.
0: Spigs, you are the most stable person.
3: Don't you? Don't you have a plug-in on your not hand?
0: That's where the gun goes on.
3: You don't have a a BTD attachment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think you should carry it, Spigs. You're the one less likely to be. Uh, in a, in a brawl.
2: Uh, sure, I can hold on to it. I just have to put it down if you want to use my
1: gun. Visage picks up the case, hands it to you. It's in there. Just open it. And like I said, the case is pretty strong. A bullet or two, but it's not a shield. It's not a shield. Don't, don't destroy this. I have faith in you, speaks. You seem pretty good with, uh, mechanics. As he looks down at your legs.
2: You know, looking at this whole like walking dog thing right here, everyone looks at my legs.
1: Yes, uh, huge robot dog, very good.
2: Well, I am. I I do have a wife, so just eyes up here. Okay.
1: He looks. He actually looks kind of surprised (laughs) at the the huge dog every time he looks up at it. (sighs) He walks back into the uh, the flyer, takes a seat, and he pulls out like this large. um, like almost like a desk that slides out from the wall and then flips down like an old school desk and he starts to tap and swipe on there. I'll be uh, tracking your progress as we map out the tunnels. So be safe and good luck.
2: You didn't happen to insert
0: uh, explosives in the back of our next you? Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to ask at the start of
1: the episode, are we just, are we just in some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> as you guys make your way up that large steel door that has been cut away or fallen away from the large tunnel entrance you walk over it trying to step over the musky gross water that is trickling through this small or this large tunnel you make your way into the darkness and that is where we'll leave this episode Woo.
0: nice nice what le- le- level with this, Luke is is uh, Visage is he actually going to be tracking us, or is he just? It's, you keep saying he's swiping and and clicking. It just sounds like he's on the the new Elica like dating app. He could be.
1: <laughs> he, he, he could be on um, Flinder or whatever it's called. <laughs> Flinder. Um, yeah. Uh, or,
2: Looking for another demon to. He's
1: he's probably got some sort of um, hollow like he's, he's got hollow emitters. Like a, like a, um, you can see like little holographic screens and stuff that he swipes and taps on and that sort of thing. But you can't really see what it is. Um, yeah, he, he could also just be on, um, what is it? What is it called? Um, Maxi Eats. He's ordering some, uh, Uber (laughs) Bonds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) doing that too. Someone arrives on a little moped. During the yeah. battle We're screaming, killing something. He's like, mm, this, "This chicken's great." Uh, <laughs> it's uh good chicken
1: you guys are in the tunnels, and then a, a guy on, on a um, on a, a, a little Camry rocks up, and he's like, uh "Hayashida, is there? A, is this? Is Hayashida? Yeah, thank you. Yep." That's yep. that's
0: the real reason he told us not to kill intelligent creatures on site because he's yeah, like, "One of them might be carrying my dinner." Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for taking the time to come onto Discord and say hello to us and or posting a, um, a D&D meme or a 40K meme or uh, something of the sort. That was really cool. Thank you for doing that. Um, feel free to tell a friend about the show or even people that you don't consider friends. Tell them too.
4: That'd be cool. Do you guys like traffic? Like sitting in your car, waiting at stop stoplights and all this other roundabout crap? I don't really, but you know it does like traffic? Our website, www.beyondthedice.com. It's got links to all our places like the, the store, the discord, our Instagram and Facebook. So go to our website, check it out. Lots of fun. Um, don't do it while you're sitting in your car, but
2: No, totally don't do that. Or if you're not totally sitting in your car, maybe you're a passenger, your car. I mean, that's totally legal to look up Instagram, right? and while you're on there why don't you check out our Instagram which is at beyondthedice
0: do you have Facebook if so you can check out our news on our Facebook page beyondthedice we, uh, we update on when the new episodes are being released so check out any news there
3: and if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review um, otherwise just follow us on whatever you choose to nom your podcast on and uh, check out our store at Store.beyondthedice.com for a sweet, sweet merch.
1: Yeah, and uh, if you can't afford to buy a, a t-shirt or a hat or a mug or any of those things we've got on the store, any of those cool, mad, awesome, cool things, um, don't feel bad. It's okay. Like we get it. Things are um, are pretty tough for a lot of people, and uh, you can support us for free by telling a friend, by you know sharing the podcast on social media and or spray painting the side of a government facility or building with beyondthedice.com if you would like to. Uh, probably don't do that. Bye. Oi. Bye. Bye.
3: Farewell.
1: Farewell. Thanks for all the bonds.